0: Hello. You know, you get to a
1: certain age and you just try to get ready to go home and meet Jesus. And the rest is all wow, a bonus. that so. escalated
0: quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I get ready to go home and have dinner. I don't know. My taste is slowly returning.
1: Yes? Are you past the everything smells and tastes rotten stage? I had two stage?
0: days. I had from Christmas to like last weekend where I tasted nothing. Mm. The weekend came and I everything tasted like rotten eggs. Okay. And that sounds like a
1: wonderful thing.
0: Yesterday I smelled my coffee. Couldn't really taste it, but I smelled it. Hey, as the it was smells brewing. better
1: than the taste. I like yeah. the taste, but the um, smell the smell is just kind of universally good.
0: True. Coffee and, and bacon. Bacon is another good one. And then I baked bread yesterday. <clears> I could smell that as well while it was baking. Okay. Couldn't taste it. This That's morning, a wonderful smell. It is. So these are good these bread. are good smells that I'm smelling. These um, are good this morning i had a piece of toast with and don't you some... wish
1: you could have lost your sense of smell back when you know your child was still in diapers yes. wouldn't that have been a beneficial yes, thing it would have yeah.
0: now i won't get into it but <laughs> um, so today i have of toast with jam on it and i can taste the jam nice not like a lot but a little so, toast so is i have your jam i have hope pump up the jam yeah. um so i have hope but we're not here to talk about my taste buds
1: don't pump up the mom.
0: I don't know. We that. watched Does, does I watched, anybody
1: besides Paddington? I was just gonna like say that? we watched
0: Paddington, like the live action version ever since, the other day. Ever
1: since watching that. My mom is just hooked on marmalade. So oh, I don't like marmalade. I don't either. I don't know why anybody orange peels are not meant yeah. to be eaten. That's just yeah. not right. Yeah. That's
0: Mar- marmalade. If I like you disagree, the I like I like the idea, like the idea our, of marmalade.
1: So. I like the smell of marmalade.
0: Yeah. But I'm a strawberry jam
1: kind yeah, of girl. It's pretty good. I'm
0: not a grape I'm job. not a grape jelly person and I know that's like the P B and J thing of choice, but I don't like it. Yeah, I, If you uh, like grape jelly, you can send an email to me at I don't care at gmail.com. I, I like <laughs> all of
1: these things. And so this is the problem with my general diet is I like all of the things. Yeah. And I, I consume like all of the all things. things. And I'm momentum meter so I really don't like stopping once I get started.
0: you're not a quitter. So
1: I so I'm a stress eater.
0: Same. I'm a
1: boredom eater. Same. I'm a,
0: I'm a happy eater. Tired
1: eater, celebratory eater. I'm just an eater. I'm an all-around eater.
0: It's 2022. So. You can do whatever you want to be. I <laughs> identify as an eater. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're that's, talking about today.
1: Well, it, it could end up there, I think uh, it could. I think I ended up going there on Sunday without it wasn't it wasn't in the script. And so what eating? Uh, no. Uh, 2022 and identifying as a variety of different things. However, um, if you identify as a parent, it's important to recognize the important task that God has assigned to you Gosh, that was a good sign. as a parent. That Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, we you. are the home of professional podcasting.
0: It's a new year, new so. us. <laughs> not that new <laughs> we're live streaming again it's new year it's, old it's same, right yeah so we're, we're sliding back we're... and
1: hopefully everything works we are we were kind of forced into live streaming by a number of technological difficulties which we'll see if it actually Y'all switched
0: places did we it, no. it might just be flipped on the screen yeah it's probably that. it's an optical illusion yeah. <laughs> That's... But if this is a good, I do like this format because if Hi, anybody, <laughs> if anybody has questions, oh, Cassie's or, watching
1: too. Hey, yeah, Cassie.
0: Cassie, and I saw Janice on there too. Nice. Um, so if anybody has any questions or comments as we're going, your, I do your like eyes this,
1: can pick that up better. Than well, me. I don't
0: know about that, but I do like this format for that reason that we can discuss things immediately. Yes. So and that, that makes me not have to feel bad about not posing a question ahead of the ahead of the podcast. So, Indeed. Anyway,
1: so as we're looking at uh, parenting, working through this this parenting foundations series, we, we found ourselves back in uh, the passages that we had looked at the previous couple of weeks. So we we took a look again at uh, Deuteronomy six, uh, which is not what, one of the things I think that that makes this um, such a uh, an integrated concept is that w- there are there are not the Bible teaches us a lot of things about parenting, but there are not a lot of Passages Specific, where you'd say, "Okay, like, here is right, here's how you parent." Right. You know, you go through the Book of Proverbs, and you're going to get a lot of practical wisdom about it, mixed in with other things. And I think that's kind of the point. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, presume, but I, I think as we observe the text, what, what we see contextually from beginning to end is that the parenting principles of developing, raising fully formed lovers of God. Uh, the idea of, of what I'm calling discipleship-oriented parenting is woven throughout from, from beginning to end so that parenting isn't a separate task. And I think we've kind of approached it that way far too often that, that we see parenting as like a this is a different phase of life and it, right, it only right. applies to some people and so on. But, you know, whatever we're talking about in life, all of us, if we are here, came from parents right right? this is not exactly you know even even today when we talk about believing the science and we actually reject any real science uh we we all have parents right Right. that's just the reality
0: biologically
1: right we may not have been raised with them in the home but but we had someone who raised us whether it was our biological parents or you know foster parents or
0: grandparents grandparents, grandparents,
1: right Uh, (laughs) any number of different situations But in each of these cases, what happens in the home and developing the the family, the the parent-child relationship in whatever form that might take, the influence of the elders to the younger is what builds society. We have the society we have because of what has happened in our homes, because of the parents that we had, the grandparents that we had, and the more, as, as we've watched for the last, I mean, it's, it's, Part of human history, but but as we watch over the last forty to fifty years, there has been really in the twentieth century at large, and especially in the last forty to fifty years, there's been sort of almost an animosity toward uh, toward our elders. Mm-hmm. There's a, a rejection of authority more than the normal rebellion that comes with growth. As
0: it's almost like a <clears throat> like a like the the, the saying, "Okay, boomer." If you right, you're one. right. Yeah, all like, the time. Like that, that irritates the heck out of right. me. Because Especially it's...
1: when they say it to you know millennials. Or millennials right. Believe I only
0: say that like... because I'm hearing the children say.
1: Like, <laughs> um... You're 30 years old. Oh, you're you're a boomer. <laughs> right. obviously.
0: Not only is it super disrespectful, disrespectful, but it's 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 saying you, it. You can
1: remember 30, can't you? Much better than I can. I'll Thirty-four is coming up next month. Um, it's
0: it's insult. It's it's basically suggesting that your generation was wrong about right. everything. You don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. We're doing it better.
1: And we have this kind of chronological snobbery now. So right. anything that's new is better than anything that's old. We right. look pa- over the past, the 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 really the entirety of, of human history, and the ancients, especially, saw. Age
0: mm-hmm.
1: as something to be revered and desired. This is where and wisdom. We've, we've comes always in. kind of
0: seen, look, look, at Disney movies. It's right. always like the old, you know, whatever. Right. That and now go to we go, we,
1: you know, we have surgeries and all kinds of right. things to try to stay young, to try to, to, you know, be more youthful, to color our hair or, or pretend we're not losing our hair. All these different things. You
0: had that surgery, didn't?
1: You? I clearly did, as you can tell. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, we for we, we. Nice. <laughs> Uh, you know, we inject ourselves with Botox, and we do all, all manner of of things to stay unnaturally young. And uh, you know, I, Shelley, and I have talked about this so many times. So you know, you look at so many of these celebrities, and uh, not Ooh, I don't want, I don't name want to, specifically. well I don't <laughs> want to you know be derogatory or anything, but but Mary Tyler Moore to me was one of the most beautiful women ever to yeah. grace a television screen. As she got older, striving to hang on to her youth, she got all the surgeries and all the things that, that celebrities tend to do. And I'm like, what happened to you? You you would have looked so much better to just be who you are, right? Contrast that with Jacqueline Smith from Charlie's Angels in the 70s, who, you know, was she was not primarily, uh, you know, I mean, she was an actress and was for, the, but her whole. Trade was on her beauty, right? Right. That's that was where she was, and age gracefully did not do those kinds of things, and you know is not afraid to let herself age, take care of herself, and you know different things like that. I just, I don't care one way or another what people do as far as that that sort of thing necessarily. It's not it's not me, right? So you you can do
0: your thing.
1: But the overarching societal perspective that youth is good age is bad has put us in a situation where um, the development of families the de- the passing on of wisdom from uh, from our older generations uh, is just simply not happening and so you know you you learned over the generations throughout history up until the last five minutes of history really the last blink of an eye you learned how to be a parent from your parents, so your your grandparents would pass it on to your parents and pass it on to you, and and families stayed together. You would take care of the elderly. You didn't put them in homes. You kept them at home with you, and so there were a lot of lessons that were learned in the struggles and difficulties of life. And I'm not I'm not saying there's not a, you know that it's never right to use you know different approaches. I'm not not trying to say that or get into any kind of controversy about you know nursing homes and so on all i'm saying is that when when we lost the norm of mom and dad get older right. they you know we take them into our home we take care of them you know so that you know we take care of the young we take care of the old and we just continue that chain there's a lot of learning and a lot of character building that that went sure, away yeah. with that and that's really the process uh, whether whether we're consciously actively seeking it or not that that cycle is sort of the the concept or the the process of discipleship as mm-hmm. well where you have a learner seeking to be like the master and so in you know in ancient greece or or first century uh middle east you would see uh, you'd see these 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 same pictures, right? Of of a disciple who is sitting at the feet of the teacher, who's walking along with the teacher, who's you know, basically apprenticing. And and that continued uh for millennia, for you know, all the way from long before that to long after that. And now we just kind of want instant everything, right? And because we want instant everything, we don't ever want to be subject to anyone else's authority, we want to be Master of our own fates. And so, you know, by the time you're 15, you know, every Disney princess ever, you know, by the time you're 16, you're trying to get married, at least up until now, the most recent ones. You know, a Little Mermaid, she's 16, and she's, you know, run away from... Snow
0: White was so. 13.
1: For real or in the, mo- in the Disney movie? Well, there's not a real Snow White. I mean, in the, in the, <laughs> for in real, right? In the Brothers in the Grimm. Sense. Thank you so much for pointing that out, because I didn't know. But... <laughs> We're really going places. I don't
0: know. I've never read so. the actual brothers for So but why in you the Disney she was movie.
1: She was thirteen in the Factual, Disney. Movie? yes,
0: Disney movie.
1: So real 13. life. Though. Real
0: life. In real life, yeah. snow White was thirteen. Wow. And That's... the dwarves were 176.
1: Yeah. And so um, perspectives have changed a lot, right? Yeah. And and now as we are are trying to parent our children, we this is opinion, not scripture. My observation. As a guy who's been around I've been the young we've had a
0: few children we've
1: been the young parents we've been the old parents now we're the grandparents uh we've been the young grandparents now for a while we're going to be the old grandparents by the time we're done <clears throat> and uh should the the Lord give us grace to remain uh, but what I continue to see is that we are not primarily concerned anymore with our responsibility to our children. Mm. We think we can have it all. We've been told that we've been kind of sold a bill of goods since before you were on the planet here, you know, as in the sixties and seventies, we started really pushing this idea, especially to women. And, uh, and there's a, a core deception in this, this idea that you can have it all that you can have, you know, all of the joys and good times of being a, an autonomous single adult and all of the joys and good times of being uh, a, um, you know, a, a homemaker and a parent and all these kinds of things without any of the restrictions. You don't have to have any, there are no rules, right? We're going to do all this stuff. So I don't have to give anything up. I got, I got up. news for you. That's just, yeah, it's not how it works. And as so, a, As a
0: single parent. That was the
1: entire purpose of, right. of the, you know, the pill being the biggest thing to come out in that generation was because it separated uh, reproduction from sex. Right. And therefore, was, you were able to separate sex from marriage.
0: Now and, it's just abortion. And,
1: so that's great. Yeah. And, well, and that was the same thing with abortion. This is why it's considered health care. It has nothing to do with health and it has nothing to do with care. Not the it, has, health of your child. it has everything to do with, i gotta I got to live my life. Right. This is about my happiness. Parenthood is not ever about your happiness. (laughs) happiness. It has never been there. And ultimately, life isn't. We're not designed for that. God did not make us that way. But as parents, our primary job is to build a home that reflects the designer, our our Lord, who is also, as it turns out, the builder of the home. So we're getting on board with what he's doing, but he's the one actually building. And we saw that in, in Psalm 127, verse 1, that unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the, the guards stand watch in vain. And so it's it's got to be God doing the building. Mm-hmm. And as God is building and we're on board with what he's doing, then the, the project, if you will, the, the children who are growing up, the home that we are building will reflect his design. And when we do that, we find all the fulfillment that we were never going to find in the world's empty promises.
0: Right. Here's here's an issue that I have with my generation and younger. And it's been it's there have been studies on this and everything that that let's say my mother's parents, my mom was a teenager in the 60s. So her parents lived through, you know, the great depression and things like that. They were extremely some parents in that generation were extremely strict, others were very hands off. My mom Says to this day, you know, my parents they had seven kids, they didn't, you know, pay a huge amount of attention mm. to anyone in particular. We kind of did our own thing. Mm. If we got an orange for Christmas, it was a good year. Uh, my mom was, I guess, and we
1: walked uphill both ways. Right,
0: yeah. Uh, my mom was, she was strict, I guess, she was one of the stricter parents in my class or my around my friends, but. She, there's no denying that my mother gave me an easier and better life than what she had growing up. Right. And this is a trend throughout our, our U.S. culture, at least. Yeah, so, we, we
1: have always referred to that as the American dream. Right. That our children so, will do better than but we do.
0: But what's happened is now we're more concerned with our kids having everything easy, no no uh, struggles whatsoever. And what's happened with that? And really is, good
1: pictures on Instagram and Pinterest. Right.
0: What's happened with that is I know a lot of parents are more interested in being their kid's friend than, than being a parent. And I fall into that trap a lot too, because not that I want to be my child's friend, but I'm a single, I'm a single parent and I have custody of my child. And, but he, you know, sees his other parent and it's not, it's not the same thing because it's, it's like, I have to be the parent, be the constant here. And, and, and. It, it hurts when I can't be, you know, the fun person all the time. Sure. It can't be your friend all the time. And because that's very tempting to do.
1: That's why it's so much easier to be the uncle or aunt right, than it is right. to be the. Right. Like the when dad I have to mom. sit
0: there and be like, okay, we need to learn how to, we need to write your name. You're not getting this. You need to write your G's over and over again. Lately, right. Yeah. <laughs> you need to write your name over and over again. We're going to practice this. It's so boring. Well, we're going to do this. And so, you know.
1: So, in case Miss Monty is paying attention, we are practicing. There's work going on. Um, here.
0: But that, but it's not you have to do the things that you don't always want to do because it's not fun for your kids right. but like and and it's the same thing with our discipleship and it's not always you know your kids not always going to want to sit down and read the bible or memorize a verse or even you know sing a song or whatever but putting in that work and not doing it because you want to be your kids friend that's something I need to remind myself of regularly. And I would hope I'm not the only one that needs to do that. Right. But
1: these are basic principles right. that, that in the past, um, I don't want to say that, that they were just innately known because that's not the case. We're, we're, we all have a sinful bent. Our children have sinful bends, and, and our nature is not going to be to do things God's way. Right. Our, our nature takes us away from that. However, because there was a godly influence, uh, even even though I, I don't know that there were more actual disciples of Christ, more actual born again people uh, in earlier times, the influence of the church since the you know the fifteen uh, hundreds, the 1500s, the influence of the church really I'm going to say since the Reformation, so since 1500s, the shaped society in such a way that we recognized things differently we recognized christian values as innately worthwhile even among those who did not necessarily have a personal relationship with christ uh and, and it didn't begin there but it, because of some of the transitions that happened there I, i'm gonna i'm gonna place it there just because we're doing the podcast so i can so <clears throat> as we are pressing along, the more secularizing uh, the influence is on our homes, the more we, you know, even as Christian families and Christian homes, the more our worldview reflects the world around us rather than the worldview that that is given to us in the scriptures, the the more the values we teach are going to reflect that secular worldview rather Mm -hmm. than what God has called us to. And our job as parents as assigned by the giver of children, by the giver of life, is to propagate life, not merely physical life, but spiritual life, to create and raise godly offspring, not for ourselves, but for the Father. So as we raise our children, just as our purpose is for every single person, whether you acknowledge God or not, Every single person, we are created for a relationship with him, to to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Sin separates us from that purpose. Our job, every human being, is to raise our children to fulfill their purpose, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So, in other words, we need to understand that, that our primary purpose in parenting is to raise fully formed lovers of God. Not just religious people who you know, we, we baptize them so they're identified with the church and we, we put the Christian label on them. But, but we need to raise, not just children, we need to raise these children to be adults right. who understand God rightly. And because they know God rightly, they love God fully. And, and that's a really important thing for us to recognize. That if, to love God fully, we must know God rightly. And so for us uh, as parents, it's pretty important for us to cling to things like Proverbs 9.10 that tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This is pretty, pretty huge. Mm-hmm. And that starts with the actual knowledge of the Lord. We need to teach the scriptures. We need to reveal how God reveals himself. We need to reveal him to our children. And that takes on a lot of forms. Um, but... Our our core reality on Sunday was that that discipleship oriented parenting provides a biblical understanding of God. So when we approach all of our parenting from you know you have to eat your spinach before you have your dessert, you know, people serve fresh spinach now instead of canned spinach when I was a kid, which was super disgusting. Nobody should ever have had to eat that,
0: but Except Popeye.
1: it worked for Popeye. That was actually why they, right. they used Popeye. But anyway,
0: best marketing campaign is really good.
1: So as you're, as you're parenting, my primary goal for my kids is not for them to do better financially right. than than their parents. Is that a good goal? Sure, that that can be a a really good sub-goal within it. But if I don't have the motivating factor of glorifying God and enjoying Him forever, creating in these kids the knowledge or, or, or passing on the knowledge and creating in them, to the extent that I'm able, a desire to want to serve God, to love God, to fear God, then I'm failing in everything else. If they're the best baseball player in the world, if they're the best, you know, trumpet player in the world, they've become famous actors or or serious scholars, tenured professors, or the president of the United States. None of that matters right. if they are not fully devoted to God, if right. they don't love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and express that by loving others. that That is my number one job as a parent, ahead of everything else. And if I'm going to do that, then I'm going to have to display the character of God to my children as I reflect the reality of Christ through the relationship that we have here in the home that, Christ, that God has given us.
0: Right. I'm going to say we only have about five minutes left. Here, so oh, that's right. Because so we, we have, have a, left a left time left. limit. So we if awesome. you wanna, uh, awesome. just want to make sure you're aware of that. <laughs> so if you wanted to, uh, I, I you know, we kind of were running short on time on Sunday too, to, to run through some of these. Uh,
1: yeah, we'll revisit some of that on, on uh this coming Sunday, and, and so we'll probably talk about some of it as far as the practical aspects uh, in the podcast. Still forming some of that um, as far as how, how we'll get through it and preach it and, and all that. But but the bottom line is we are, we're called to influence our children as parents. And the way we discipline, the way we express love, the way we comfort and protect and provide, and all of the things that we do, we have the role as parents of of conveying the reality of God and his relationship to his people right. within the home. And so as dads in particular, husbands and fathers, our role, uh, and, and Paul says this in Ephesians 5, is starts with the marriage and then conveys it through the parenting as well. Our primary role is is to literally play the the role of Christ in this cosmic drama, so that we are conveying to our wives and our children What Jesus is like to love sacrificially the way He does, to and and to do so with holiness in mind. You know that if we are loving but unholy, then we are not reflecting Christ. If we are are holy per se, you know, if if we're pious
0: and Mm. holy is probably the
1: wrong term to use there. (laughs) But if we are pious and religious and we're not displaying the grace of God through the love of Christ, then we're not reflecting Christ. So we need to do all of that. And to do that, there are really three main areas. We need to teach the mind. We need to to get our children to understand rightly what the Bible teaches. We need to touch the heart. We need to give them a reason to want to choose this, which primarily comes from our example, the way we love our children, our kindness to them will draw them to, to want that. Um, and that's the same as our relationship with the Lord. We're told in the scripture that that it's the kindness of God, his compassion, his mercy, his grace, that actually draws us to repentance. The law demonstrates why we need repentance. The fear of the Lord is a motivating factor to begin. But when we're entering into that relationship, then perfect love that God offers us drives out fear because now the one that we have reason to fear is actually on our side. Right. And that. That's a really big, big thing that parents can teach their children. Uh, and if my, my parents weren't perfect either, none of our parents are perfect. We're not perfect parents. But one thing I think my parents did really well was to convey that I love you all the time. Mm-hmm. I will never not love you. But the standards matter. And my my happiness never was important as meeting the standard right the holiness mattered more so we want to teach the mind we want to touch the heart and and along with with that as as uh, I give credit to my parents there is to train the will there this is the volitional action side of it I've got to have the knowledge of who God is I got to, I've got to get sound doctrine into my children really the younger the better mm-hmm. so that they are not indoctrinated by the world but they're understanding truth. I need to to give them an example that makes them want to choose it so that they love the Lord with all their heart. But I also then need to discipline them to form the right habits. So. That's okay. And then we'll pick up with that.
0: Okay. We've got a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks to dive deeper. Into so much more
1: things. than we'll be able to get into on a Sunday morning. So hopefully and probably can, 30 minutes. So hopefully but, we can talk about it a little bit in here.
0: And as always, if you guys have any questions or comments or anything, uh, whether you're watching this live or after the fact, feel free to uh, leave those on Facebook or YouTube. Or you can send us an email at somethingreal at reallifeonline.org. Uh, or you can leave us a voicemail. If you use the Anchor app to listen to your podcasts or at 269-756-RLCC, you'll, you're going to say something. I'm not. No. Okay, then don't. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> let us know. It, we would like some feedback if you like the, I think, I think both live streams worked. We're doing it on uh, YouTube and Facebook. So let us know if you like that format and... It's a little bit easier, so maybe we'll stick with that than having to upload videos. I know that's probably easier on Rich. So, uh, yeah. So
1: gets rid of all of our fancy editing, right? We do so much of that. So much editing. But
0: thank you guys for listening. And so much professionalism. We will catch you next time.